Your people are so efficient. Yeah. I brought you some flowers. Thank you. You're very welcome. These flowers don't look like flowers. You know, when I was young, I had a hard time identifying plants. <laughs> they don't smell like flowers. But I really loved my wonderful mother. Uh-huh. So it was in the fall. Leaves were starting to change colors. And out by the back ditch, I found some beautiful, beautiful leaves. So there were all these different colors. And I gathered them all up, oh. took them to my mother in the kitchen. And she screamed, poison ivy. <laughs> Did you know the poison ivy is very beautiful in the fall? Bright red? Yes, it's beautiful. I was bright red soon, too. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's a sad yeah. story. This, this is amazing, but not flowers. Is einkorn wheat. Yes, it is. Yeah, I don't know if we can, if you tilted that down and we got a close-up of it, it would be kind of fun to see it. Can we get that from, yeah, she's moving all over. No wonder they can't get it. There you go. That <laughs> is einkorn wheat. Look at that. Kernels and That's pretty exciting. So, einkorn is the oldest wheat known to man. Not these particular ones, but the strain of wheat is, is very, very old. It's the most ancient of the ancient wheats. And it's tens of thousands of years old that we know that it's, it's been around. And this particular variety is, if you notice, it's a little bit blackish. Mm -hmm. This is called black einkorn. And this is the kind that we've been studying here at IST and um, been having some really interesting results with. Uh, black einkorn. When we first planted this wheat, we had the hardest time getting seed. Yes. No one would sell a seed. And we thought, you know, uh, it's rumored that this wheat is very edible by people that have problems with gluten, with, with regular wheat. And so when I heard that this might make a difference, I wanted to, I wanted to test it, I wanted to try it. But we couldn't get seed. We tried in Israel, we tried in Germany, in Israel, they had some, but the Department of, of Foods and, and FDA uh, would not allow it to come in the country because there was some insect in Israel right then that were afraid would come in with it. Mm. And we tried to find some in Canada. We finally found a little Amish gentleman that had just a small amount, so we acquired it, and we we planted it with tender, loving care. And the wheat came up, and we had this beautiful, tall wheat. Normal wheat, I say normal now, the funny wheat that we've invented by a lot of research only grows about a foot tall. Einkorn grows about as tall as I am, at least two feet. <laughs> it, it's like wheat used to be. It grows really tall. It's beautiful waving in the wind. And we had this wonderful field of einkorn. It wasn't very big because we didn't have very much seed. And then we were just one week away from the time to harvest it. We were so thrilled that we had successfully grown it. And we were going to get a lot more seed. And all of a sudden, the whole field turned black like some kind of terrible plague had hit. It just, it all turned black. We called the agronomist that specializes in ancient weeds. He said, oh no, that just means you have black einkorn. 
And then he told many people things that that's the very best einkorn you can get. Wow. And so we started studying it, and sure enough, a lot of people had said that black einkorn has the most amazing health properties. And so we were pretty glad we had it. Well, we've been talking about einkorn for a couple years. And today is a very, very big day because I have some news to announce. You do? But I can't announce it yet because first I have to lay a foundation. Okay. If I, if I were a chicken, I would lay more than a foundation. You know? Oh my gosh. But uh, <clears throat> I have to lay a foundation. So, einkorn wheat. When we planted our einkorn wheat, and we've been growing more and more every year as a project of IST until we got up to a, a really big field because a lot of people are interested. So we needed quite a bit of wheat. The first thing you have to do is prepare the ground. And of course, you cultivate it and get it all soft and nice and ready for the wheat. But in order for wheat to grow, it needs a lot of nitrogen fertilizer. And during COVID, when everything kind of went crazy, the price of nitrogen fertilizer just skyrocketed to 300% of what it normally would cost. And so we needed to get a lot of that fertilizer and it would make the wheat so expensive that we were quite concerned about it. So then we did what any great scientist would do. We went to the internet and searched for solutions. Inventioneers are people that find solutions to solve problems. Well, our problem was nitrogen fertilizer was really a problem. Now remember, eight-tenths in other words, most of air is nitrogen. But the nitrogen in air cannot be absorbed by plants. It has to be fixed nitrogen. In other words, it has to be reacted into a molecule that the plant can absorb. So in our research, we found out that there are some plants that when you plant them, they capture the nitrogen from the air and they fix it and put it into the soil. And one of those plants that's very good at that is a thing called cow peas or black-eyed peas. So to get ready to raise our einkorn, we planted peas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, peas. Mm -hmm. Black-eyed peas. Black-eyed peas. Mm -hmm. Interestingly, she wanted to eat them. <laughs> true did. story. True. It's a true story. I want to show you our field of black-eyed peas. There it is. How pretty that Can you is. see those beautiful plants and their little beans on them? Let's look a little closer at some of them. You can see it's a beautiful little plant. Oh. And would you like to take a picture, I mean, see a picture of the, of the peas? Mm -hmm. Well, here they are. Can you see why they call them black-eyed peas? So you can eat those. There's the little, I'm trying to talk here. <laughs> <laughs> You can see the little black eye. These are also called cow peas. And the reason is a lot of people feed them to cows, including the cows will, will graze and eat the plant too. So the black eyed peas. But these little plants pull nitrogen out of the air and put it in the soil and uh, fortunately was able to make the, the, foil ready to re, the soil ready to revert. <laughs> 
Your is this, language. I think there's an area, I mean, R51 trick going on. I think so too, is that tongue twister thing? You know, we've had a lot of problems with him. Sometimes he gets out of Area 51, and we have a special Android trap door, so when he tries to go through, You do? But he keeps inventioneering ways to get out. It just <laughs> terrible. Yeah, anyway, I think he's got my voice processor circuit <laughs> fried. Okay. But anyway, so we planted the peas, we got nitrogen in the soil, then we're ready to plant the einkorn seed. We planted this year about 350 acres into einkorn. Mm. Now, we don't want to use a lot of the chemical methods like the Roundup spray to kill the weeds, and we don't have hybrid seeds. We have ancient natural seeds that'll give us the kind of, of wheat that we want. Years ago, years and years ago, the World Bank, and this, by the way, was in the 1950s, so 75 years ago, the World Bank funded a big project by a laboratory down in Mexico and they hybrided weeds. That means they kept cross-pollinating different kinds of weed, weeds to get special attributes. In some parts of the world, when they'd plant normal wheat, like this einkorn wheat, it would start growing about a foot tall, and then in that climate, the rainy season would be over and the wheat would die. And that would happen almost every year. So they developed this wheat, so instead of growing five, five and a half feet tall, it would only grow a foot tall and then it would make seed. So it could do it in a much shorter wet season. And that was nice. However, the, the wheat really changed when they did that. As they started mixing all of these different kinds of wheat together, the chromosomes in the wheat became quite a bit more complicated. And anyway, long story short, it seems that when some people eat these new modern wheats, that they, their bodies react to them. And there's celiac disease, and there's all kinds of gluten intolerance. Uh, and a lot of people have those. And if they do have those conditions, those sensitivities, they really can't eat wheat. Well, I read on the internet that these ancient wheats didn't seem to cause the same problems that they were seeing in the modern wheats. And it turns out that uh, I have some kids that are very important to me in my life that have problems with, these, with this very problem. So that's what got me interested in einkorn. And I was able to get some einkorn flour, we baked some bread and these kids did well. So then I really got excited. If this is something that can help these kids and kids like them to eat, well then everybody ought to have it available. Well, as I've stated it, studied it, einkorn has a lot more of some of the ingredients that are really important for helping our immune systems, helping our bodies. And so I think this is a very good mission. I want to show you this year's wheat field take a picture of this. And I, I'd also like to at the same time, well, let, let's first of all show you this close up. This is the wheat just starting to come up out of the ground. And as you can see, it's starting to grow, it's getting taller, it's dancing in the wind. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful scene. 
as the, the wheat grows and starts to get mature, it starts to dry out and starts having the tops turn black. And you can see how black this is. The sheath wrapped around the wheat, it's a little container that holds it in the plant, starts becoming black. And that's where it gets the black einkorn name. So let's keep going here. So here we are, comes time to start harvesting the wheat. And there's Deer John, uh, John Deere. Uh, I think it might be Deer John. This is our big monster machine going through and cutting down the wheat. And you can see the bin in that machine is starting to fill up. And now the wheat's being loaded out into a cart that's going to be hauled into the plant. When we get to the plant, we have a brand new machine this year that we're very happy about. It's a machine that cleans the wheat. And one of the problems we've had in the past is if the wheat's a little bit dirty, it doesn't taste nearly as good. So we're pretty excited to have this big monster machine that processes it right as it comes in from the field to make it a lot more clean before it goes on through. Now, it's very hard to get the sheath off the wheat. This is the skin that goes around it. And this is a de-holer. The skin is called the hull and uh, it's good to protect the seed, but when you're trying to make bread, you don't want it. And so that machine takes the, the hole off for you. Taking the hole off of normal wheat, by the way, is much, much easier than off this ancient einkorn wheat. And, th and that's nice, I guess, if you're trying to commercially produce it, but when you try to plant it, there's a lot of advantages of having that hole on. It keeps the moisture, keeps insects out, and so, if you're trying to grow it naturally, it's a good thing to have. But if you don't have a very, very special machine to dehole it, you have a real problem. The deholer machine that you saw, mm -hmm. cleaning the hole off the wheat, we, we had to go all the way to Germany to find one that works really good with einkorn wheat. By the way, einkorn is spelled E-I-N, which in German means one. Eins, zwei, drei, vier, fünf, sechs, even Agnoinsen, yeah. <laughs> Ein is one, and corn is spelled K-O-R-N. I think that's how I used to spell it in school. Well, sounds like that corn. So einkorn means one kernel per, per little package in, in the plant. So it's a special kind of wheat. And that sheath's kind of important. But let's go ahead now. We've got this wheat raised, harvested, cleaned, and then de-holed. And now we have to figure out how we get the wheat to you guys so that you can enjoy it. So uh, we figured if we're going to send out this wheat, we should package it so that it will keep for a long time. And it turns out that if you get a thin piece of plastic, and I'm off camera here, can you see that? There you go. This is a very thin piece of mylar or plastic that has been coated with a layer of aluminum. And the way it works is the mylar has pores that allow it to breathe and to leak air, oxygen, and water vapor through there. And so they put the aluminum in those holes and it makes it impervious to moisture and air. So if you have a bag sealed like this, then it's going to hold the weeds safe for up to 15 or 20 years. So the idea is 
what if we could store this weed in a way that people could put it under the steps or something and then have available long term? So that's the idea. And I just happen to have one of these blocks of, uh, of wheat. It's in a mylar bag. and We have a little mold that we hold it in. We stick the bag in and then we seal it up, melt it close, and then we pull all of the air out of here. So it's, it's just as hard as a brick because it's all compressed by air pressure. And then this whole thing is put into a box and we made our mold so that it fix a fits a box that the U.S. Post Office has. They say anything that will fit in that box, they will ship to any place in the United States for a very low price. So that was the way we could get it anywhere we need to go. See how clever we're being? <laughs> okay. Scientific. So this is a bulk bag. Now this thing uh, weighs 20 pounds. So it's really tightly compacted, but it's 20 pounds a week. So that would be a really nice bulk bag. We also know that a lot of people want to experiment with it. So we have this little two pound box. And the two pound box isn't packed for 20 years. It's just in a clear plastic bag. So it's for use right away. But this is enough wheat to make five or maybe even six loaves of bread. And for those of you that don't know what a, life of bread, a loaf of bread is, I just have to there are, That's how the questions are coming in. This einkorn bread is, is really, really wonderful. I now eat this bread every morning. It's a staple for me. And I, I believe it helps me be very healthy. This kind of wheat, unlike some of the modern ones, has a lot of fiber, has a lot of other things that are are really impressive. So let's go back now. I wanted to show you how we make these bricks. Would you like to see that? Mm -hmm. We build all of this in our little little plant uh, and we have real live students doing this. Real live students. So <laughs> please, please notice the real live student hands here. Okay. Let's, let's give it a go. So we put the form in. See the bag standing up there? This uh -huh. is the machine that fills it up with wheat. So there. we're weighing it to get exactly the right amount, and there's 21 pounds that go in. Okay. Then this is the vacuum machine. So we put it in, and we pull a vacuum. We suck all the air out of here so that it will store for a very long period of time, seal it up, and there's one of these little things. You can see it drops in the box, and you close it. Now be sure and put a little label on it. <laughs> oh, there it goes. And it's ready to ship to you. Precious cargo right okay. there. Now, I, I'm kind of excited about this because a lot of people have been saying, hey, we hear about the einkorn, we hear about the einkorn, when can we get it? And we've been saying, well, well, well. <laughs> uh, we've been trying to build up a reserve of it so we would have enough to start selling it. And there was so much interest, we're afraid if we started shipping it, we wouldn't have enough to plant. Yeah. So we've kind of built up a stockpile and this year, uh, we're just finishing up. Uh, we have eight acres left to harvest out of the 350. Uh, and every time we start up the big green harvester, it rains. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't rain very much here in July unless we start the big green machine. It's like it's so, a signal. Yeah, there's something going on. But at any rate, we have... We have um, 
eight acres yet to harvest, which will be about 50 more bushels. And a bushel of wheat is like a bushel basket. We can compress a bushel of wheat into one of these blocks. Uh, of course, the bushel includes the hole. In here, we've taken the hole off, so it does shrink when we take off the hole a little bit. So this is about a bushel of wheat, so we have about 500 more of these to harvest to finish our harvest. So here's the problem. We have some grain bins we store this in while we're processing it. Our biggest grain bin is now completely full. We cannot put any more wheat in our bin. We had such a wonderful harvest this year, which we're really thrilled about. And uh, we've arranged to put a bin over the neighbors uh, <laughs> to be able to store the, the remaining 500 bushels. So we need some space, so we're gonna start shipping this stuff. Mm -hmm. What do you think? So Megan from Texas wants to know if you can make bread out of it, obviously we can, but how does it taste different? Does it have a different taste to it? Or? You wanna taste it and tell them? Do you know I've what it tastes it. like? I do. What do you want to tell us about it? Well, this particular kind is sourdough. So this is einkorn sourdough. And I love the sourdough beautiful. version. Mm -hmm. it, tastes like, it tastes like real bread is supposed to. It's hearty and it has <laughs> a flavor. It tastes like it. It's it tastes real. It, I love it. Like it nourishes you. I absolutely, so. absolutely love it. I, I've become very hooked on it. Me too. And, of course, we make little crackers out of it, we make pizza dough, we're using it for a lot of things. And uh, So I'd like to get back into the story if we can a little bit. Um, oh, let's see. It says we got another video. I don't quite understand this. You understand your notes? No, 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 there's something going on here. Oh shoot, do we have to tell them that part? <laughs> Tell them anything. <laughs> so we had a good harvest, mm -hmm. but this year we came under attack. Yeah, we came under attack. It was true army worms. True army worms. True, not the fake ones. True, not fall ones. Not fall. True ones. Yeah, That's what true army worms. Okay. Army worms are these little crazy worms that... Uh, just to explode, a little moth, a little ugly moth. Do you want to see the moth? Mm, sure. Okay, I mean, there it is. Here is the <coughs> little moth. moth. <laughs> this little dude can fly up to 62 miles in one night. That's wrong. And then it lays thousands of eggs, and these caterpillars, worms, just explode. And these worms can clear out a field the size of a football field in like two days, just oh decimate it. And if you get these guys in your weed, it can be a real problem. Well, we in the Midwest have an infestation of true army worms coming from down south. I didn't see any cowboy hats, but they may have come from Texas because they've had a big <laughs> outbreak down there. Oh, they've dear. had a warm summer, they got some rain, and out they came, and they came up here to Missouri. Hmm. And um, do, you, do you wanna see my army worm thing? Yeah. Okay, here's my army worm video. Let's look at them. See those? <laughs> okay. 
look right. So these little guys <laughs> attacked our wheat. Uh-huh. But we were watching for them, and we found them right away. Now, we have a friend, a neighbor, that happens to love to fly his airplane. Mm -hmm. And they have some new spray that is particular to the DNA of a true army worm. Wow. It won't kill bees, it won't kill other insects, it just kills true army worms. So he got him right out there, and, let's show him. That's incredible. And so he came and dropped this special spray on our wheat, bless like his heart. It's like a sports airplane, doesn't yeah, it? He's, it's a, uh, yeah, crop duster, so-called. <laughs> but uh, he, had, he had a lot of fun. And he gave our Phil the spray, and um, two days later, we went out in the field. Do you want to see what we found? Yeah. Uh -huh. Army worms. Look at them. Oh. Yeah. Look, that one right there had a bad we day. We stopped him. He didn't get a curl up. Yeah. <laughs> Where you don't get them stopped right away, and you got to react immediately. Uh, the wheat, they eat it, and it just falls over, and you lose okay, the whole well, crop, and it happens sickness. very fast. And it, it just kind of points out, if you're going to do a project like this, you got to be on your toes, mm -hmm. because that would have destroyed everything. All that effort and really great. For, I don't get this. What does it say? the airplane. <laughs> it's, it doesn't, I think. Those are your notes, right? <laughs> Christina, is this from some other presentation? It says, what are they looking for? Can you play the what are they looking for video? What in the world are you looking for? Out in the wheat field. Is that you? That's me. Are you looking for something, no. or are you just horsing around? I'm just, oh God. <laughs> that was me riding a horse, wasn't it? I take people's cameras away. You were looking for 51, <laughs> weren't you? Uh -huh. I'm trying to find him. I'm not allowed well, to Area 51. Out, and and I think it's terrible. Uh, you know, going back to, the, let me show you the wheat field again. This is the beautiful lime corn wheat, and you notice how... <laughs> There's really something wrong with that guy, snippy. isn't there? <laughs> My apologies, guys. <laughs> Hello, PJ. Brother, cut Hello. that part out. Don't don't put that on there. No, we don't need that. <clears throat> so I'd like to show you a close-up picture of the of the bread. We got this nice shot. It's a little video. Can you see this? Gorgeous. It makes really, really beautiful bread. This is what we call Bella bread. Bella bread. Because it's made by a very talented student named Bella. Mm -hmm. And uh, it really is fun to try einkorn bread. Well, now, I am doing a research project. It's what I call quasi-science because it's out of my field of expertise. So this is kind of a hobby project. But what I'm doing is I'm inviting people that have someone in their family that has a problem with eating wheat mm -hmm. to try the einkorn mm -hmm. and see if they have better luck with it than 
than they did with regular wheat. And then I'm asking if they'll report back to us. One of the people that has volunteered and done this project is um, Jody. And so let's get this report from Jody. I'm glad to be part of this study. I have a daughter who's had problems with eating wheat, any wheat products, problems with her stomach, with her skin, even getting boils, and energy level was down. We took gluten out of her diet, and knowing that she needed something, I was really excited to be part of this study to get the fiber and the nutrients in she needed. And so we started baking the einkorn into bread, gave her a little bit at first, and now she enjoys it every day, and she's been doing that for over a year. So there we go. Now I've had quite a few people that have come back and like to say this isn't really a scientific study, but it's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And if you're interested in trying the einkorn to see if someone does better with it, um, you know, maybe get a little sample and bake it. And, but let me know what kind of success you have. So far, I haven't had anyone tell me that it didn't improve the people that have tried it. Obviously, if you have a serious celiac disease or something, you want to talk to your doctor. But wouldn't it be nice if this ancient wheat is, is okay and people can handle it? That would be. Okay, it would be nice. Yeah. Now, we do have a, um, finally, I know a lot of people have written me a lot of messages on this, and I apologize that it's taken us so long, but we're just kind of overwhelmed with interest. But tonight, we have turned on the website where you can order some wheat to try out yourselves. Wow. And here it is. The, the, the address of the website is earthtouch.com. Earthtouch is our little uh, company. It's actually part of the International Academy of Science where we do research on these kind of things. But if you want to contact that website, it has a lot of information. You can get the big bulk bag or the little ones. And like I say, they're both in boxes that are made so that we can ship them uh, affordably to you and you can give it a test drive. Uh, a lot of people are starting to be interested in raising einkorn. And we are really, really thrilled about that. In fact, we're, we're investing in another machine. We've already ordered it. It's called a color sorter. And what it does is as the seeds come down the chute, it separates out the seeds by color. And we want to have just the pure black einkorn mm -hmm. because I think it's the best. So we will have seed for next season for people who want to try it. Oh. And if you get a little bit of seed and plant it, then you can do more and more and more. And I, I think that this is something that could really help society because we would have a product that lots of people would be able to eat. And I think that's really exciting. It's really exciting. It really is. It's very exciting to well, me. Well, I think it's neat It's now. just neat. Do you think we should look at that Peugeot video no, again? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I just like to say a word about this project. Uh, we have a lot of neat research projects going on uh, at IST. Uh, a lot of them are involved in producing healthy food. And they're all aimed at opening up new markets and new opportunities for people. I think that everyone ought to be able to, to have einkorn wheat if they want it, if they choose it. 
And I think it's going to make a lot of people healthier. There's a lot of things like that that come along. When I first became interested, I really couldn't buy anything but flour. Mm -hmm. And I think it was because people were able to charge more for the flour, so they didn't want to sell the seed. And, you know, I can understand that. They probably worked to get their little start. Well, I think this is too important for that. So my goal is to get enough seed out there that a lot of people are able to grow it, and, and I think it will help make a lot of people healthier. Caring about each other is really what life is all about, when you think about it. And caring about each other and having the ability to actually do something about it is really exciting to me. And that's what our Inventioneering programs are about. Uh, I am looking forward to, in the next couple weeks, to do a lecture on one of the most exciting things that I've ever presented at Science Life. It's going to be on the new gold edition of Acellus which has features and capabilities that are just amazing. One week ago, we released the gold edition to all of the students at our local research school, holding our breath to see how they would do. And uh, it's been really exciting. To a student, they, they really, really love it. And if the world responds like these kids, we have something that's going to be a major change in education. And I'm really, really excited about it. So um, I think it's safe to say that we will have this for you as you go back into school this fall. Uh, we're going to start rolling it out uh, to the different uh, groups in our Cellus Academy. And I think it's going to be a, a complete game changer. I think this will be remembered as one of the real milestones. When we built our first Billings computer and shipped it out in late 1976, early 1977, uh, we, we run one announcement, one ad, and 900 people sent us checks, uh, $3.9 million came in in the mail from that announcement, and we had a very hard time getting that many built. But I think that was a milestone in the computer industry. I think this is going to be a milestone in education because it is revolutionary. It accelerates learning, it motivates students, it helps them to achieve when they're already pretty discouraged and haven't been able to achieve other ways. And it does so with hundreds and hundreds of inventions. The different people on our team have made, all brought together. Uh, if these students know how hard we worked, to help them to be able to master this knowledge, I think it would be highly motivating to them. I don't want to say too much about Gold Edition this time because I want to save it for next time and I actually want to show it to you. And I'm, I'm going to ask that you uh, message me back next time telling me how, how you feel about it. As you start to see it, I'm going to actually show it to you in operation. Uh, Give me your, your feedback and your ideas, what you like, anything you don't like. I am passionate about knowledge and about learning. And I'm passionate about finding ways to help students that want the power of knowledge to be able to, to, have gain, 
to gain it in a way that they will never forget it and in a way that it's actually usable knowledge. Uh, and that's one thing we're trying to do in our sales courses is make it grounded, make it real, make it usable. I, I just want to thank our wonderful team. We have a lot of our team here tonight. And I want to thank you for the tremendous effort you're all making. Uh, most of you worked really hard to get this gold edition out. And we've been working on this for five years. It's a, it's a major, major undertaking. It seemed impossible. But I love stuff like that. <laughs> if it was possible, everybody would do it. If it's <laughs> impossible, it's got to be us. The Einkorn Wheat is really an exciting achievement to me. Mm -hmm. I think we now have enough Einkorn Wheat that we really can launch something that will have international implications. Mm -hmm. and I think it'll just spread out and, and as good as this wheat is, it ought to be known, it ought to be used, it ought to be available. Uh, I believe that this bread is so much better than anything else I've ever tried that if anyone likes as much as I do, it'll be great. But I didn't get into it because it tasted good. I got into it because of the health considerations. And there's, there's things in here really amazing. There's a little more information about it on the website. And if you Google it, there's all kinds of information on black einkorn and what it can do. A lot of people make some really amazing claims for it. I'm gonna be careful not to do that because I'm not qualified to to study the medical benefits, et cetera, or to make the claims. But I will tell you, I think it's a real good thing, and I hope you like it. And I hope someone out there is gonna say, hey, I would like to be one of the people to jump on this wagon, and I'd like to make it affordable and available to everybody if we can. So, Brian Cornwee, let's hear it. Hey. <laughs> Now, I wanted to reserve the last hour of our discussion today for Dr. Peugeot. <laughs> the last hour, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> we're done. But we do have recipes on the earthtouch.com website, a few of them for the einkorn. We have some and, questions coming in about that. <laughs> and as you try it out and develop your own recipes, I hope you'll send them in to us because we'll post them on the website also. There's. Uh, recipes for cookies and for so many different things. Mm -hmm. But it's just nice to have a real serious wheat. Uh, th this is how it started out. This is what wheat really was. And you know, um, a lot of our diseases and things are modern. And I think if we can get back to eating right, we're gonna be healthier. Uh, it, it's fascinating. Uh, can you imagine buying a really nice new car taking it home, opening the gas tank, and filling it with molasses or sugar, things like that, it would just ruin it. And you know, I love beautiful cars, but there's something that's even more important to me than beautiful cars. Would you fill your body with crummy stuff? And it, it's really sad, but I, I was walking through the grocery store just last week, actually last weekend, and as I went through, I saw all of these products on both sides of every aisle. And they're all labeled up and pretty. And I realized that probably half of those products or more are not really good for our bodies. 
this processed food uh, maybe makes a heck of a delicious snack, but it doesn't make you healthy. We have a lot of sickness in this world that could be eliminated if we would just eat wisely. You know, we, we seek entertainment so that we can enjoy our lives. Well, I'll tell you, a big secret in enjoying your life is feeling healthy, feeling good. If you feel good, you're going to enjoy your life, even if you're just out growing einkorn or something. <laughs> Eating really shouldn't be entertainment. It ought to be making ourselves feel good so that life is entertainment. And I can't tell you how important it is to eat. Um, I've been reading a, a book recently written by an amazing medical doctor. Uh, he's one of my heroes, even though all I know is what I see from his lectures and reading his book. But he talks about real food. He says we need to eat real food. And real food to him is something that grows or something that eats something that grows. Real food isn't uh, things that have been manufactured and concentrated and concocted. And you can take oil, for example. You can hydrogenate it. You can cook it with hydrogen, react it, and you can double the amount of oil. And you have a whole bunch of trans fat. But it's very hard on your body. We, we need to do less of these processed foods and more of the natural things. Eat fruits, vegetables, nuts, healthy grains. I, I think fish is an amazing food. There are many things that will make you healthy, and with a little effort you can find them. But if we would eat good, yeah. we would just eliminate so much of our sickness, and we would make our time while we're here on Spaceship Earth, even more wonderful. Uh, but, you know, eating alone isn't, isn't the whole story. You also need to exercise. Now, a lot of you young guys run around so much, you get plenty of exercise. But you need to make sure you do. And if you're interested in computers, you need to make sure you get out and exercise. Your brain needs the oxygen. When you're exercising, enough to get sweaty, to get your heart pumping hard, your, your blood pressure goes up, it's circulating fast, and that's when organs like your amazing liver cleans all of the poisons out of your blood. The, the liver is just amazing the way it cleanses the body, but you have to be in that exercise mode. And you've got to get steamed up enough that you're sweating and then you need exercise for 15 more minutes and if you do that regularly you will feel so much better you'll sleep better and sleep is the other thing sleep is very important good restful sleep if people would just do those things we would have a wonderful wonderful world because people wouldn't be so grumpy <laughs> right now everybody's so mad you know if you Cut in the lane too fast in front of someone. Now, I don't do that. But if you did, they wouldn't scream and yell at you so loud you can hear them from the car behind. We, we just need to kind of settle down a bit. And you know, when you feel better, you act better. Eat good, real food. Take care of yourselves. Exercise. Get your rest. 
and you're going to have wonderful lives. You know, I've been here on the earth, I, I guess now, 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> at least. I lost track. Maybe it's only 19. <laughs> but you know, as you, as you move through your years and your experiences in life, how much you're going to enjoy it's going to depend an awful lot on your health. It's also going to depend an awful lot on how much you invest into putting savings right up here in your brain, knowledge. And I have the most fun and wonderful life that anyone could ever have. It's just really, really remarkable. And I would like to make that happen to all of you too. I would like you all to be able to sit here and say, you know, my mentor, Roger Billings, you know, he told me, and so I decided to do it, and man, he's right. This is the way to live. Study hard. We'll see you next time.